So you call this hot? This is way over our heads, a weather and climate podcast. I'm Jim Dubois. Kenny Blumenfeld's a climatologist. Kenny, it has been a potpourri of heat and humidity over these past few days. Oh, indeed. It's been July in the summer. I mean, what do you do? It's It's been warm and humid. It's been a long, it feels like a long run of it. We've been starting to get requests. You know, are we setting records? Is this the longest run of days where the dew point remains above a certain level? I mean, it's certainly getting people's attention, but no records, right? No records being set. We're just good old fashioned Jim Dubois, warm and humid. <laughs> well, I do have to say, Kenny, when we last spoke right before the 4th of July, about a week ago, you had mentioned that historically 4th of July periods were usually hot, stormy, or a combination thereof. I would say you hit combination thereof right on the head. And you mentioned the particular part of the state where we might see some of the uh, severe weather, heavy rains popping up. You even named a county, Kitson County. And uh, I got to say, Kenny, you nailed it. Well, thank you, Jim. You know, we're just providing a service for the listeners, of course. That's (laughs) all we're doing. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I mean, honestly, it's hard to forecast, but every once in a while, a a pattern is so plain and obvious that you can just kind of pick it out and say, okay, this is what's happening. And, And really, the setup for strong and severe thunderstorms and heavy rains in northwest Minnesota has been pretty good over the last couple of weeks. That pattern that we talked about has started to shift. But yeah, if I, if I picked uh, Kitson County, it's because it made itself pretty obvious. But I appreciate it, Jim. Well, we do need to talk about the potential for some severe weather coming up today. This is Wednesday, July 8th, and also possibly on Thursday, July 9th. So we're recording on the morning of the 8th. Kenny, we did see some heavy weather to the northwest and the north of the Twin Cities this morning, Wednesday, July 8th. Thunderstorms that were coming down from the, I believe, the Fargo-Moorhead area, kind of in a eastern uh, movement, correct? Yeah, it was actually uh, a little bit of a surprise, especially for those kind of on the I-94 corridor, I would say east and southeast of Fergus Falls. Everything north of Fergus Falls seemed completely in play, that... uh, These thunderstorms started tracking along I-94 in North Dakota last night, and they were knocking things over. They were snapping power poles and blowing trees down. So that was on Tuesday night, kind of deep into the night. They went just north of the Bismarck area. They screamed into Jamestown with winds estimated around 80 miles an hour. And then they, they took a turn to the right, which was a little bit unexpected. We kind of expected, and and when I say we, I mean the forecast community, and even the models that the forecasters use all kind of kept these storms up in the northern third of Minnesota. They did take a turn and they ended up kind of traveling down that southeastward leg of I-94 and going, you know, right into Stearns County. And basically, and for those who don't know, Stearns County is kind of a big one right in the middle of the state that St. Cloud is in. And that's where the storms lost some intensity. I mean, the the remnants made it into the Twin Cities around nine in the morning, but uh, that was nothing compared to where the storms had been. It looks like they had produced one to three inches of rain and some, I mean, not not extensive, but on the kind of western, western areas, it looked like some potential damage from the strong winds. 
So today we're talking heat. We have a, uh, what is that, a uh, heat advisory, or is this actually, what's the terminology these days, Kenny, for the um, National Weather Service forecast for extreme heat? Yeah, so so typically it would be a, a heat advisory. For most areas, it would just be a heat advisory, and that's usually the product that the Weather Service uses if those heat index values look like they're going to stay uh, under about 105 degrees. They tend, however, to be a little more lenient in the Twin Cities. So, so heat index values between 95 and 105 would tend to get a heat advisory going uh, in the Twin Cities. Although at the higher end of that, the Weather Service, because there's a dense population and not everyone has access to cooling, the Weather Service does lower the threshold a bit, also knowing that the urban heat island can enhance temperatures over what's measured by the thermometers. And so they will issue in those same conditions in the urban area or the seven county metro area, they will issue an excessive heat warning. And that's actually where we are today. So we have, you know, after these morning clouds and storms kind of clear out, a pretty good shot at intense heat building into much of Minnesota with temperatures going into the 90s and dew points going into the low 70s. And when you slap those two together, you get heat index values right around 100, maybe a little bit higher. It's kind of, kind of give or take, depending on exactly how high the temperature is and exactly how high the dew point is. But uh, yeah, it's going to feel like you know a more intense version of what we've been experiencing for the past uh, 10 days or so. It's going to feel it's going to feel quite toasty today. So definitely, if you find yourself outdoors, uh, take precautions. Make sure you stay hydrated. If you start to feel any symptoms of heat exhaustion or heat stroke, take immediate action. And uh, you may also want to look if for some reason you have no air conditioning or if your air conditioning uh, fails at this particular time, there are options to go to cooling centers. Of course, that's a challenge in this era of COVID-19, but there are places you can go if you do have uh, issues with your domicile not staying cool enough for your comfort or safety. And I believe on the National Weather Service site, they actually have uh, a page you can go to to see where you can go to a cooling center in your area. So this is something you don't want to screw around with. If you're outside working, if you're outside exercising, uh, you better uh, keep a, a close watch on your health today. Yeah, indeed. It's uh, you don't want to mess around with heat because you dehydrate pretty easily. It's hard to stay cool, and all of this can wreak havoc on the body, especially for people who are already pretty vulnerable or susceptible to, you know, succumbing to uh, exhaustion and and heat related illnesses. So yeah, definitely very serious. And of course, all this intense heat you know, with the moisture and the heat, that's the kind of main energy source for our summertime thunderstorms. So. The morning storms definitely have put a bit of a monkey wrench into the whole forecast because we don't know exactly now how much energy, how much convergence is going to be left over. You know, convergence, when we talk about that, it's just where the air masses kind of come together right at the surface. And when you find the converging air mass, that's usually where you'll find the thunderstorms. And these kinds of morning thunderstorms can sort of wreak havoc on that. So there's some question, are we going to see intense thunderstorms firing up at 3, 4 p.m.? Uh, how widespread are they going to be? Where are they going to go? But it does look likely that northern Minnesota, the areas that we thought were going to get hit overnight, 
that northern Minnesota, especially northeast Minnesota, is looking pretty good for some strong thunderstorms after about three o'clock uh, and into this evening. And that would be the Arrowhead area, Duluth. But then also there's a chance that that, uh, that the whole sort of washed out boundary stretching southwestward through central and even southern Minnesota would, would fire up storms too. I mean, we're going to have very intense heating and that, that does mean a lot of instability. So it's not a guarantee, but thunderstorms could also erupt in southern and central Minnesota after 3 or 4 p.m. Uh, that's a little less certain, but those could also be quite intense. And there's also a chance that we kind of pass on the evening thunderstorms or on the afternoon and early evening thunderstorms, but then they fire up overnight. So uh, a lot to pay attention to, and it's not like we're going to get a, a nice, fresh Canadian cold front coming through and it's going to feel great on Thursday. Thursday also looks like kind of, uh, especially in southeastern Minnesota, kind of a stormy day uh, and pretty soupy also. What about for the Twin Cities uh, tonight, Wednesday night, late afternoon into the evening, and then again on Thursday? Any ideas to timing if we do get severe storms, when that might happen? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, again, really any time after 5 p.m. or 4 p.m. And, and right through the night, we're kind of in play. I'd say uh, there's enough instability around that even if we if we miss out on the evening that sort of window between, you know, 3 p.m. and 8 p.m., we still could have very strong thunderstorms. Generally, you know, any chance for tornadoes and really damaging thunderstorms tends to be during the, the late daylight hours. But, you know, the, you could still have strong thunderstorms with maybe some hail and some strong winds after dark, too. So I, I wouldn't be willing to, you know, the chance of precipitation in the Twin Cities isn't all that high. I'd say it's less than 50%. So storms are not guaranteed. The heat is much more likely, especially after these clouds clear out in the afternoon. But I would say anytime after four or five o'clock in the Twin Cities, keep an eye out, could be quite bumpy. If these storms do fire up, they will be explosive and strong. We just don't know exactly where they're going to form at this point. Well, as you said, Kenny, it's been hot, but certainly not record-breaking heat. But uh, back in the day, and this uh, coincides with your day job, back in the 1930s in the Dust Bowl era, Minnesota was really, really hot. Uh, But it was a dry heat, right? Not a lot of humidity. So people weren't complaining as much back then. (laughs) No, 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 we're just kidding. Actually, they were. It was very, very dangerous. Very dangerous. Oh, they were... Yeah, no, they were complaining all right. I mean, in the 1930s, although, you know, they were already suffering from a lot. Does this sound familiar? They had a depression. Their governor had just died. Wow. It was it was a pretty traumatic and dramatic time for Minnesota. And we had had a multiple year drought. So uh, 1934 and 35 had been disastrous in Minnesota. And then we got into July of 1936. And by the way, this was following on the heels of an extraordinarily cold winter where lots of Minnesota in January said it had set its all-time record low uh, temperature marks. So went from a very cold January to the hottest July you could even imagine. Uh, basically from the 5th of July to the 18th in 1936, so that's 14 days. In the Twin Cities, it stayed above, at or above 90 the whole time, but that's nothing. Uh, we also had, I think, is eight days 
where the temperature exceeded uh, met or exceeded 100 degrees. We had a run of five days where the temperature was 105 or higher. The highest temperature recorded in the Twin Cities was 108. We had a run of a week, seven nights, where the low temperature that never got below 80 degrees. So it was a brutal heat wave. And it wasn't just the Twin Cities. We had 100 degree readings up in Grand Rapids and Brainerd and even Duluth. Uh, and and cloquet. I mean, it was just, it was a ridiculous heat wave. Our friend and colleague, Mark Seeley, has pointed out that, you know, in the 1930s, a lot of times, well, one, we didn't have air conditioning. And even fans were pretty limited back then. And so people would often beat the heat by sleeping outside. There are a lot but, of historical you know, photos of that. Yes, I've seen those of people sleeping yeah. in parks. Yes. Yeah, just go stay cool. But, you know, when the, the low temperature on, I think it was July 13th, 1936, in the Twin Cities, was 86 degrees. So if it only gets down to 86 and your body's looking to get a lot cooler than that, I mean, room temperature is about 68. You can't get anywhere near that. Uh, so it was way too warm. People were not able to cool themselves down. You know, you can't just stay in the water the whole time. And so we lost a lot of people during that heat wave. Uh, estimates are up to 900. 900 deaths would make it, you know, one of the most significant uh, weather disasters in Minnesota history. So it was a brutal heat wave. And, you know, with weather memories, it's always kind of, it's a little bit abstract because most of us weren't around and it's just a story. But just imagine how warm we think it's been. You know, temperature gets up to 93, 94. We have a run of days where the low temperature never really gets too far below 70. I mean, that seems pretty brutal. But just crank that whole thing up by 10 or 15 degrees and then blow it out for two weeks. And that's the heat wave that we had in 1936. So it's really unlike anything else on record. But as you pointed out, it was a dry heat, and this was not good because there was almost no precipitation during that entire two-week period. So it really escalated the drought that had already been building. But the good news, the possible saving grace is, as we know here, you know, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. Having a lot of moisture in the air does compound the effects of the heat, and you actually notice it more when there's more humidity. And with the somewhat dry heat that they had in the 1930s, uh, that heat wave went off without the heat index ever really exceeding the air temperature. So what it was on the thermometer is pretty much what it felt like outside. So it's bad, 106, 105, 108, but uh, it's not the same as some of the heat waves we've had more recently where there was a lot of humidity. So even though the temperatures were a bit lower, you know, maybe in the mid 90s, uh, higher dew points have led to much higher heat index values. So, yeah, if there is any silver lining in that in that horrible heat event in 1936, it's that well, at least it was a dry heat. So, Kenny, in a nutshell, what can we expect in the next 48 hours and beyond? Yeah, so kind of a stormy period with a little bit of uncertainty. I would say almost everyone listening can bank on a steamy Wednesday with temperatures uh, getting into the 80s and 90s, especially 90s in the southern half or two-thirds of Minnesota. 
And then thunderstorms developing uh, again in the evening, most likely in the northeastern part of the state, but really anywhere kind of in the southeastern one half to two thirds of the state, almost anywhere is in play. If storms can fire up, they could be quite strong with, uh, you know, even some damage potential. But I wouldn't be count. I wouldn't be canceling your picnic just yet. There's going to be a lot of areas that don't get hit by these storms. And then we kind of reload. There's a little bit of a cold front moving through that eventually is going to cool us down for the weekend. But don't expect to see much of that on Thursday. It's still going to be very soupy with more storms firing on Thursday afternoon and evening, especially southeast Minnesota. And some of those could be quite strong. After that, things will appear to dry out at least in the northern half or so of the state where we'll have lower humidity values and lower temperatures. Uh, Higher dew points will still stick around in parts of southern Minnesota into the weekend, but uh, it's not going to feel like the last 10 days. It is going to be a bit of a break, uh, and we better enjoy it because we can't say exactly when, but it looks like the heat's going to come charging back sometime next week. All right. Well, here on Wednesday, the 8th of July, there is an excessive heat warning in effect. So please stay safe, particularly if you are outdoors, stay hydrated, be aware of uh, your body conditions, react accordingly, find a cool place. uh, And uh, also, if for some reason you cannot stay where you're living because of the heat, there are opportunities to go to cooling centers. And uh, you can find that information on the National Weather Service's website. So Kenny, Stay cool. We'll also ask everybody to stay weather aware because storms can pop up uh, very quickly under these conditions. And uh, Kenny, you and I will chat again in the next few days. Yes, we will. uh, We'll talk later on. Thanks a lot, Jim. We'll talk to you next time. This is Way Over Our Heads, a weather and climate podcast. I'm Jim Dubois. Kenny Blumenfeld's a climatologist. Stay cool. Stay weather aware. We'll talk to you soon.